0: As a deer gets thirsty for streams of water, I truly am thirsty for you, my God. In my heart, I am thirsty for you, the living God. When will I see your face? Day and night my tears are my only food, as everyone keeps asking, where is your God? Sorrow floods my heart, when I remember leading the worshippers to your house. I can still hear them shout their joyful praises. Why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? I should trust you, Lord. I will praise you again because you help me and you are my God. I am deeply discouraged, and so I think about you here where the Jordan begins at Mount Hermon and at Mount Mizar. Your vicious waves have swept over me like an angry ocean or a roaring waterfall. Every day, you are kind, and at night you give me a song as my prayer to you, the God of my life. You are my mighty rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why must enemies mistreat me and make me sad? Even my bones are in pain, while all day long my enemies sneer and ask, Where is your God? Why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? I trust you, Lord. And I will praise you again because you help me, and you are my God. Show that I am right, God. Defend me against everyone who doesn't know you. Rescue me from each of those deceitful liars. I run to you for protection. Why do you turn me away? Why must enemies mistreat me and make me sad? Send your light and your truth to guide me. Let them lead me to your house on your sacred mountain. Then I will worship at your altar because you make me joyful. You are my God, and I will praise you. Yes, I will praise you as I play my harp. Why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? I trust you, Lord. And I will praise you again because you help me, and you are my God. Contemporary English version longing is a universal human experience. It is also an integral part of the human condition. Greater than if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. Greater than. Greater than C.S. Lewis. Before that statement, Lewis spoke of the nature of longing, how all that we experience in this life is not the ultimate object of our desire, of our longing. The beauty and satisfaction we seek. Greater than was not in them, it only came through them, and what came through them was longing. These things, the beauty, the memory of our own past, are good images of what we really desire, but if they are mistaken for the thing itself they turn into dumb idols, breaking the hearts of their worshippers. For they are not the thing itself, they are only the scent of a flower we have not found, the echo of a tune we have not heard, news from a country we have never yet visited. Greater than. Greater than C.S. Lewis, the weight of glory. If we follow the path of any pain, any psychological or emotional wounding, it will lead us to this one primal pain, the pain of separation. That's because, having been born into this world, we are banished from paradise and carry the scars of our Edenic estrangement, the separation from God. Although it may sound counterintuitive, if we will but embrace this suffering, if we allow it to lead us deep within ourselves, it will take us deeper than any healing this world can offer. In other words, longing is itself the cure. It is when our hearts break that they become open for the love to come pouring out of it. The grief we acknowledge and express draws us toward intimacy with the divine and with others. It brings union, not separation. The problem itself becomes the cure. Greater than do not seek for water. Be thirsty. Greater than. Greater than Jalal Alden Muhammad Rumi, 1207-1273. The longing for love, belonging, and connection needs to be deeply felt, because it is really the only way of actually loving another. It is in hungering and thirsting, that is in longing, which leads us to pray and seek to end our separation. Prayer is the voice we give to our longings. Naming our sadness for what it is, even our depression, is most necessary. Since we are emotional creatures, profound sadness even to the point of depression and or despondency will happen. Yet, despite the universal nature of discouragement, tears, and the longing for better and beauty, many Christians buck the feelings. Far too many believers focus so exclusively on victory in Jesus through His resurrection, ascension, and glorification that they use religion as their denial when unwanted emotions come banging at the doorstep of their soul. Depression is not sin. To be discouraged is not the enemy. And our longings are the evidence that this is so. We must sit with our emotions and feel the breadth and depth of them. Both our spiritual and emotional health come through an awareness and robust engagement with our feelings. Refusing to feel is, in reality, putting the stiff arm to God. The psalmist is anything but deny his feelings. He brings them before the Lord and spreads them out before the Divine. Why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? Why the sadness? Could it be that God has forgotten me? Where is the Lord? Is God angry with me? Are my troubles the result of Divine wrath? To blandly say we have never uttered or thought such questions is a telltale sign of denying our deep longings. The bottom line for many folks is that they do not want to feel discouraged or cry any tears because it complicates their lives. Besides, it hurts. Why feel, we reason, when it only brings pain? Ah, yes, the avoidance of pain. And there is no pain quite like emotional and spiritual pain of separation and longing for things to be different. Much like an open wound which needs a liberal application of painful peroxide, so our spiritual wounds must sting with the salve of emotional feeling. Healing is neither cheap, easy, nor painless. It typically hurts like hell. The psalmist's own pain revolved around feelings of alienation from God, being cut off from fellow worshippers, and harassed by others around him. Understandably, he experienced despondency and loneliness. The psalmist wondered if anyone, including God, even cared what he was going through. In other words, he is desperate for God to show up. So, he prayed as if his life depended on it. The psalmist did not get answers to his questions. But that was never the point of the asking. Hope arises from holding the big picture of the past, present, and future together at the same time. When present circumstances are difficult, and it appears we are about to swallow it up into the now, we must hold the past and future along with it, in careful tension. While we desperately search for a cure, none will be found in this life, at least not in full we are occasionally and surprisingly graced with glimpses of our deepest longings whenever we experience the kindness of a stranger, an answer to a prayer we uttered years ago, or the peace of an unexpected rest. Then, our trust reawakens, and we are encouraged to take another step in the long walk of life, a walk in which God is beside us, even if we cannot discern it. Gracious God, help us to know wonder in our waiting, patience in our wonderings, and a vision of how life is supposed to be lived. May our deepest longing find its satisfaction in You and in the many ways You mercifully hold the world together, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.